Welcome back to Back in the Flash. I'm Steven. And I'm Meg. And we're joined today by Jacob. Hi. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. Uh, and we're going to talk today about The Flash and about episode four, Going Rogue. Yeah. Which was written by Jeff Johns and was our first time seeing uh, Wentworth Miller playing Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold. And what did you guys think of this episode? Oh, it was awesome. Totally. Like, I love the way the whole thing was shot and um, all, the, the writing of it was great. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The villain was finally good, which was the weak part of the first three episodes. So. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. agree. It was oh, you didn't care see. for the villains in the first three? They just, there was really nothing but just standard. I mean, it was, it was there for a foil, and that was about it. No long time establishing characters mm. with the villains so it was fun to see uh captain cold come in and we know that he'll be returning in episode 10 uh along with heatwave who we got our first glimpse at at the very end yeah uh, and heatwave is going to be played by dominic purcell and if you've seen the show prison break you'll know that these are the two main actors from that show as well wentworth miller was the main and dominic purcell was uh the other main character in that um so to have them be playing the two most prominent rogues should be a lot of fun. Yeah. And hopefully by the end of the season, we see a big team up with all of them. We know they're both going to be in episode 10. But we've got a handful of other rogues that they're going to be introducing this season, uh, including Girder. And uh, we were talking about some Easter eggs in this one that they, they had a trickster Easter egg in there. And Which I so, missed. What was that? I didn't see that. Uh, it was the uh, the person that was running Trivia Night at Jitters. Um, oh. His name tag was the alter ego Which of was? the character. Which was? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'd have to look it up online. I'm sure one of our followers will message me as soon as they hear it. Absolutely. And tell me who it is. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny um, when, uh, I guess, Grant Gustin... Well, Barry Allen. Well, they were walking right. down the hall, and he was talking about. They were talking about how um, Leonard Snart's dad used to be in prison or whatever, and now he's like, "Oh, well, we should start a club." Right. And I, I thought it was really funny. I was watching it with one of my friends because um, I watched it several times with like a lot of different people. But um, when I was watching it with one of my friends, he's like, "They kind of already have a, a club because it's like a prison break club. That <laughs> they're bringing in all of these people from prison break yeah. to play." Uh, villains or rogue, you know, rogues or whatever in this show. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of funny. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe we'll see uh, Heatwave's dad too and actually have a club. Maybe, maybe we'll see uh, Henry Allen and Daddy Snart and. Uh, maybe they're all best friends in Iron Yeah. Papa, Papa Rory. <laughs> yeah. Mick Rory, right? That's yeah. Heatwave. Yeah. yeah. Papa Rory and Daddy Snart and. Mr. Allen, all hanging out in prison. prison. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to get a whole episode set in prison. We don't even see the flash in it. It's just just prison drama. Prison drama, yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Just to completely throw everyone for a loop. Uh, No, I I mean, if they're setting it up, they may as well cash in on what they're setting up. For sure, yeah. So Wentworth Miller did a great job in this episode. I thought he played Captain Cold like, Absolutely. wonderfully. He was so good. Um, they had a lot of cold puns, which I thought were hilarious. And not like, not <laughs> ill done either. I mean, they no. were really just 
nicely timed. Almost, I said there were almost too many earlier. <laughs> almost. It was, it was fine. Yeah. I was worried about the cold puns. No, I, I was too. And it's certainly like, it seems like something that when you have a cold villain, everybody wants to do it. Even though afterwards, everyone always like despises it. Like, you know, people make jokes about how bad Schwarzenegger's cold puns were. <laughs> but they're still done, like, all yeah. the time. And he was making them before he even knew that, like, he was going to be, like, a, right. a cold-based villain. Right. And I was like, don't, just don't do that. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You're just doing it for the sake of yeah. winking to the audience. But Wentworth Miller, like, delivered them so well. Yeah. You know, doing mm. puns like that, it's really tricky. Yeah. To to deliver it and not have it sound not seem like super cheesy, really cheesy and ham fisted. It's tough. Yeah. Like, but he did. An I'm exceptional sure job. I couldn't do it <laughs> at all. Uh, but he he nailed it. Yeah. And even as many as there were, it didn't feel out of place. I was a little shocked when he killed um, a couple of people. Like he just Me shot too. one guy mm-hmm. with like a regular gun, and then when he got the cold gun, he killed that other guy, like the guy that actually stole it or whatever. Yeah. And I was just a little shocked. I wasn't yeah. prepared for these villains to like actually just shoot people point up blank. And, or... Right, let them kill. Yeah. I guess they just wanted to establish him as a real threat. But, I mean, that's we've talked a little bit. That's something in the comics that Captain Cold generally has had a no-killing policy. He's He's really about the heist and getting the money. And if he... If he can avoid killing anyone, he absolutely does. Uh, and you saw that a certain to a certain extent. Yeah, you know, he, he, he has the rules. They said we don't shoot unless we have to. But right, the first kill is the one that caught me at. Like when he just shoots the guy who was he was working with. Right. Yeah. Like, that seems one. That seems like a bad business model if you're trying to hire people <laughs> to help work with you. This guy's helping you. Yeah. He's got no reason to turn against you at this. Well, point. he wanted out though, is what he said. I mean, he's like, out. I want out, and then he shot him. He's like, well. <laughs> I guess you're out now. I oh, mean, no. I, I'm talking about the scientist. You're talking about uh, one of his henchmen. Oh, I'm yes. talking about the scientist that brought him the cold gun. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't, that I don't seemed a little one out of first. place. No, he was well. the second, wasn't he? Yeah. The scientist was second. That one was the one that felt out of place. Yeah. Because that, that scientist, or I don't know, he presented himself as a scientist. He was knowledgeable about the weapons that he was bringing yeah sure he won't need that going forward again <laughs> right of all of this high right stuff. like <laughs> no nope, nope, just get rid of that person you don't need that. <laughs> he's clearly got some inside information that can be of use to you right i don't know but gave him an opportunity to use the cold gun i guess that's really the biggest yeah. thing is they wanted him to use the cold gun right away yeah how do you think that he got the weapons from Star Labs. I don't know. They didn't really show that at all, did they? They yeah. mentioned something at Star Labs yeah, that like, like security footage was yeah. missing, or yeah, a janitor didn't show up, or but we didn't see any of how that heist took place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For a while, I thought maybe it was Harrison, but then he like he got so mm. mad at Cisco that that wouldn't have made sense really. Right. Oh. Right. If yeah. you're saying like Harrison let them take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it seems unlikely. His Wait. character is still a little confusing oh, to yeah, me. I've, I've, I have no, no idea. What he's doing. <laughs> I, I mean, they've got to just be building up for a big reveal. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that's going to happen. Hopefully, they don't make us wait too long for that reveal. 
That was one thing I really appreciated about Arrow is how quickly they move through stuff. Mm-hmm. And and they've been doing a pretty quick pace in The Flash as well uh, in terms of plot development and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, and we got to see Felicity this week too. We did. Which I love her. She's like my idol. Seriously. Right. right. <laughs> I love her. Um, yeah. And I think that she played a, a really important role in this episode because – it, it was all about teamwork and developing those bonds between, you know, the team members and mm-hmm. stuff like that, fighting mm-hmm. crime and stuff. And since she's already been there and kind of gone through that growing pain or whatever, it was really nice to right. have. Uh, Especially the moment towards the end where uh, Cisco was feeling like he should help, but Barry said that he wanted to do it on his own. Yeah. And Felicity was like, no. No. You guys <laughs> yeah, you definitely, don't, have to to definitely <laughs> right. don't always have yeah. to listen to him. Here's team. You need to help him, regardless. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was definitely nice. That felt like probably the most valuable part of her involvement in the episode to me. Yeah, but it was also just nice to there have was... her there, like uh, you know, to show that friendship is still yeah. there, and that it wasn't like yeah. just random. Just brushed he... under the rug <laughs> yeah. after that. Yeah. La- after he the came show and visited, started. and then just oh, I've right. got my powers now. I don't. I right. need friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Right. No, it was that was definitely nice and and it was good to have a bit of like romantic back and forth between them and I'm glad that they like didn't just leave again without admitting like there's like you know we got a connection but we just right. can't get over yeah. these other people so right. I was like at least they yeah their their scene on the train yeah. towards the end wrapping things up was was the best it was a that nice kiss conclusion. though oh <laughs> that kiss though yes. <laughs> I was so well. Felicity looked smoking hot throughout the entire episode. Anyway, like especially when she went to trivia night in that dress, I was like, I was blown away. Sure, her body is rocking. So I was like, I just spent the entire episode waiting for them to like make out or something like that. So it was very satisfying for me at the right, end. Right. Um. When I finally got that, but yeah. Um. They uh. Captain Cole visits the that museum a couple of times to like check out that. Yeah. Diamond or yeah. whatever. And we got a nice little name Easter egg in there, the Kandak Museum. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is uh, that how you say it? I wasn't really sure. Kandak, Kandak. Kandak. I don't know. Something like that. It's one I've, of those two, probably. Right. I mean, <laughs> seeing as it's from a comic, yeah, how often do you I think it you can loud? interpret the yeah. pronunciation either way. I just, I had to pause it, like, because I wasn't really sure what they were saying. And then I, when I went to read the sign above, right. like, the museum, I had to pause it. And I was like, I don't even know how you'd say that. There's so many right. random H's and Q's and stuff like that in there. I don't even know. Right, because it's like K-H-A-N-D-A-Q. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's but, so strange... it is from the comic books? It is, yeah. It's uh, Black Adam, the main villain for Shazam. It's kind of his home base of operations, more or less. So last week I was reading an article that John did in an interview, and he said that all of the Easter eggs in the shows, they should always serve a purpose. Right. So I was. do you think that they'll eventually bring in black adam and Tie shazam or is that too I mean, much I think, going on especially in the first season what, but like, so you think they're gonna bring dwayne johnson no <laughs> well we've already, i think we've already established that they're not going to this is not a right. similar universe right. so and i guess they've got another flash yeah. cast so they could cast another black adam for the flash tv show yeah. uh I think the those two intertwined that... in the comic books? Like, do they have a lot of interaction with I each mean, other at all? I mean, would it make sense to bring him into the TV show, or would it just be fun? 
It'd just be fun. They don't do a lot together in the comics, but it's... They kind of do Cisco and Barry. Right. Oh, right. So they don't really... But, I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it'd be... That's too wild for the Flash, even? I don't know. Just straight magic? (laughs) Straight up magic, not trying to declare it as advanced science or anything. Just, it's magic. Mm. Deal with it. (laughs) Deal with it. I, I don't know. I mean, they've been talking about doing another character like uh, mark pedowitz the president of cw mm. has talked about like they're thinking about another character to expand this universe even farther the arrow flash universe they haven't said really anything beyond that mm. but if their intent is to expand it into we, magical we or mystical human and metahuman so then the next step could just be right magic. I, I mean magic. the next step in my mind is either space or straight magic yeah i think space would be awesome personally who, who, who would, would they, yeah. yeah who would green they lantern mm. oh i mean yeah they've already got a bunch of ferris right air stuff everywhere they've been so. name dropping ferris like crazy mm-hmm. and coast uh, city was name dropped in arrow i think last week or something yeah i mean they've been name dropping green lantern stuff left and right and given john's heavy involvement in these two shows and john's affinity for green lantern wouldn't surprise me if he's been uh, campaigning to get that included in this little set of shows that'd be kind of fun yeah but that wouldn't fit with the magic that you were talking about you know that would have to be probably a shazam show they'll just have to make all of these shows right just Just one for every all of them (laughs) cw is just a straight superhero show right right (laughs) just i mean i personally i'd really like to see shorter seasons and more more shows yeah but that's getting into a whole <laughs> nother really piece of stuff yeah i mean how cool would it be though like 13 episode seasons of arrow flash green lantern shazam like <laughs> all of these suicide squad <sighs> so good yeah so good it would be really interesting yep um, i go for i go for variety over quantity because it's going to be better to the everything's tighter right everything's got to be tighter in those situations too you have less less filler episodes and stronger seasons 90 percent of complaints are for the 22 episode season yeah it's like like filler episode right and they've i mean they've done a good job with both arrow and the flash i think in like keeping the pace and it doesn't feel like there are very many filler episodes yeah and and even the ones that are seen as filler episodes a lot of times like down the road there's some little piece of information that was dropped that'll pay off that'll pay off and is seen as crucial later on so uh you know there's definitely things like in the the missed episode last week they established the prison and i expect that's a piece of information that's going to be important in the future right. um, so there's little bits in each episode for sure absolutely mm-hmm. anyhow what else happened in this week's episode that um, you guys want to talk about well cisco we find out that cisco built the gun the cold gun right which was interesting to me because i know that he likes to build things and mm-hmm. that's like his thing mm-hmm. was to you know put all sorts of crazy fun things together or whatever but um yeah. i guess i was intrigued at the fact that he built this gun that could actually hurt Barry. I know that he well, did it like and specifically for no it was I mean he said it was because Boy. of Barry. 
like because his powers were the opposite of cold right you know he built this cold gun to stop barry before he knew before they were like friends like right. before he knew what kind of right. person he was going to be or whatever yeah but um i mean it, it made me wonder if he has built other guns as well like I, we kind of see the fire the heat weapon gun. or whatever right. yeah, the heat gun or whatever um yep. so like did he build that as well was that another one of those things that was stolen from the 52 locker that was downstairs right. Right. or <laughs> what <laughs> i mean i i presume that all of the guns that captain cold had were stolen from star labs mm. like they were kind of unique tech mm. right you, i feel you like think? yeah i feel like he would have mentioned oh yeah i didn't just build a cold and, gun I and these others crazy flamethrower and all yeah. this other stuff too yeah so, but since wells was so mad about that one gun I yeah mean, maybe he well just, maybe he just didn't want to say I mean, anything. i'm sure when they were down there wells like would have noticed if something else was missing yeah. too yeah like they were in the storage facility so so i'm wondering maybe that guy just had a collection of weapons and he just happened to steal and the cold one of one them recently. was one of mm. them was the star labs mm. one that could be. Yeah. That makes sense, for sure. Yep, yep. Did uh, you care that uh, Captain Cold wasn't the one who made his gun in this, like he does in the comics, or the original? Like, he Yeah, he is in the comics, isn't he? Yeah. No. But, I, I mean, they, I they still bothered. establish that he's really smart, like, right. cases places for weeks at a time, and right. he knows exact response times. So. Yeah, and they kind of talked about it in the episode that it wouldn't really make a lot of sense for him to have made the gun. Yeah. And I completely get that, and it makes sense. And nah, that didn't bother me yeah. at all, I guess. I mean, he very much is about the heist. Mm -hmm. And that was really the crux of the character in my mind that was important from the comics and they brought over very successfully into the show. Is He's got it all timed out to the second about how long it's going to take the police to respond at any given location and how long it'll take him to pull the heist, and all of it. Uh, so that was neat. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, we see him um, bring the heat gun to who we assume yeah. is uh, Heat Wave, right? Right. Well, yeah, it was, and they've even well, they said that. that they? Yeah, oh. yeah, Heat Wave. Uh, did he call him that? I mean, did he refer to no, him as somebody? No. Or? I mean, he got the match, so it right. pretty much assumed like, he looked... In a right. fairly well lit room, he still <laughs> held a match over his gun to like look at it. Yeah, so yeah. Like, Into like a flammable weapon. Yeah. He's like, right. here, let me put this fire right next just, to it. Uh, is it gonna explode? Like, okay. Nope. okay, so we get it. It's heat wave. <laughs> well, and it was also Dominic Purcell did the voice for that little bit. Yeah. So. Um, and he's gonna be again. He's the one that's gonna be playing Heat Wave in episode ten. Yeah. So that'll be fun to see the two of them together. How do you feel about Iris's character in the TV series? Like, is it true to the comic book character? Because I have to say, like, I hate her. Seriously. Like, right now, I am so annoyed by her I character. Mean, the, why? Um, Her obnoxious, like, she's like, dude, and punch, like, bro punches him in the shoulder or whatever. Like, I felt like that was just... I think they're really they're really trying to emphasize the like brother sistery nature of their relationship. I mean, I think we get it <laughs> for sure. Right. Um, right. I, I mean, my thought is if you push that envelope too much, then when potentially down the road you have the possibility of doing a we'll romantic never be able to relationship, come back from that. yeah, it's gonna honestly it's gonna feel like. Uh, 
incest? It's going to feel like Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> with like jo- George Michael yeah. and maybe, yeah. right? Maybe they're related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she still lives at home. I mean, how old is she? Isn't in she college? Like? Yeah, she's in college, but it's Central City College. I mean, I don't know. Well, she was working on her master's though, so she's oh. right. Yeah, I think that so. was yeah. what they were saying in the first episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say she's at least like twenty three, twenty four, at least. Yeah. Um, well, I just feel like she's an adult, and she's got like an adult relationship with yeah. her dad's partner, which also makes it really awkward. So yeah. I would assume that she would move out at this point. Also, I just want to point out how well Jesse L. Martin delivers his lines as Joe West, and oh yeah, and the scene that he had with Iris, where he was telling her about why he has an issue with her dating. Eddie. Yeah, and how unbelievably really selfish strong. of her to listen to that explanation of him, like, do you understand that this not only, like, puts him in, like, in an awkward position with me, but, like, now right. I'm worried, I'm not focused on my job because I'm worried about my daughter's boyfriend being killed, you know, right. instead of, like, protecting my partner. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, okay, and like, continues dating him. Like, have some respect for your well, cop father. I mean... On the other hand of it, what do you, I mean, what do you want her to do? You want her to just say, yeah, okay, we're done. Like. Yes. Really? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. No, but I mean. I mean, I think she mostly doesn't, she, she doesn't just doesn't even needs... try to be like um, sympathetic about the situation. Right. She doesn't right. say anything. She does come at the end and apologize. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. In a way. Yeah. I think she needs to get a bit of independence and not live with her dad. And, I agree. I think that would maybe yeah. help. A lot. I think so. And I thought and it was hilarious when they're trying to have, when Eddie's trying to talk to him about Iris, talk to Joe about Iris, and Joe's like, oh, do you, is, uh, did I ever tell you that story about us? Like, or when I, you know, <laughs> drinking after a few beers, you know, I never told yeah. you this story. And he's like, no, we've never had beers together. He's like, oh, that's right, because that's things I do with my friends. <laughs> We're friends. Snap. All right. I was like, snap, Joe. <laughs> tell him. Boundaries. Uh, it was, yeah. No, he rocks it. Jesse yeah. L. Martin yeah. he's doing absolutely a fantastic job. nails it. You absolutely. can tell he's a veteran and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, we, so let's talk about the special effects in this episode. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, we had quite a lot of scenes that were very special effects heavy. Every time we saw the cold gun. Yeah. We had Which lots was of cool. I liked effects. the way that they did that. It was really right. neat. We saw the heist in the beginning, which was completely seamless in my mind. It, there was no like phasing through doors that mm-hmm. we were left with question Questions? marks about. Yeah, uh, you know the the truck that the flash sped through. You could see very well, like going into the door, coming out the back, yeah, uh, to stop the heist, and it really flowed well in my mind, which was cool. Yeah, uh, and then the train, train. scene train at the end. Really- well done, I thought, especially the scene yeah. where you see him in the train car, driving, yeah, like climbing up and grabbing yeah. someone. I mean, that's clearly like a super ambitious scene for him to do on TV. CW like, too, yeah, huge, huge set pieces mm-hmm. for sure, uh, and it looked really good. I mean, yeah. you could tell it was yeah. CG, right. but like I said, I thought the train didn't... was good, but the there was only like one or two times the ice gun didn't look amazing. Yeah, but aside from that, I mean, even then, it's still pretty ambitious of them to even try and do yeah. something like that so absolutely absolutely no they rocked the cg i especially I mean, liked when he was running next to 
the like ice stream mm-hmm. to try to save that guy. Yeah. Um, I thought they did that really well. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do a lot of people? Um, I mean, I know that he can't save everybody. So, like in the comic books, does he have those kind of situations where like he's racing to save somebody and it doesn't work? Um, I mean, I'm sure it's happened several times. I don't have an encyclopedic knowledge right. quite For sure. about comics, uh, so I can't like point out a specific issue where it may have happened. I was just I'm wondering sure it if has. it like affected him more heavily in the comic books than it did in the series, because I feel like it affected him. Like he was yeah. upset about it, obviously. Right. I'm but... glad it was Captain Cold that was like responsible for his first failure. That'll right. make him more of like a yeah big name. Yeah, going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and let's talk about the the final confrontation when Captain Cold has flashed at gunpoint at Cold Gunpoint. Cold gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cisco and crew arrive. First of all, where'd, where'd they come from? Why were they the first responders after this uh, after train? The, a giant train, train, train trailing? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I feel like that's something that's going to catch some attention. Police should have been first responders, yeah. right? I guess they knew where Barry was yeah. because of his suit. And I think they were probably already on them. the way Right, there. right. Maybe that allowed them to be there sooner. With but, a vacuum uh, cleaner. They, right. Yeah, let's talk about how fast <laughs> they whipped that together. That had to have been an on the... Because he said, I have just the thing, which means either Cisco was just messing around with a vacuum cleaner <laughs> in his spare time. Right. I wonder Putting if, a bunch of LED yeah, lights on it. Right. Or they did it in the car on the way there, and it just looked crazy convincing. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. Uh, next generation cold gun. I wonder. I wonder if it actually was a next generation cold gun, and he just didn't tell Barry because he didn't want Barry to freak out even so, more. Right. <laughs> so he told him, "Don't worry, it's a vacuum cleaner, but it's actually a super super hyped up cold gun." Conspiracy theories now. I don't know. This is too deep for me. I don't know. I like it. I think it should be. I think it should be. Yeah, they just they let him go completely. They, right. they didn't even try and stop him. They no. just let him walk away. They didn't away. try and stop him, I suppose, just because Cisco knew he didn't have any firepower. Yeah, but, but they didn't I mean, even say, hey, wait. They just said, all right, see you in Bye. Well, he said, he said leave. Did he, ask, did he ask Cold to leave the diamond or the gun? He asked them the to leave diamond. the gun. That's what I thought, too. And he said, don't press your luck. Oh, right. just walked off. Did was you it think the diamond? I thought it was the diamond. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. He had oh, yeah, both. Yeah. I think he Cisco... does need the diamond. No. no. I don't know. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that was kind of a question mark. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. Yeah. Uh, Either way, but, it's not giving up. Right. He did ask, but yeah. his cold response is just, don't push your <laughs> luck. Walk away. Because... So he's got some money now too. Then, right? If he does have the diamond, which I think he does. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have any real conclusion about the diamond being returned, and I feel like if they got the diamond, they would have done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. No, he's definitely got some money. I mean, though, what do you do with the like diamond? Yeah. Where do you Kandak diamond? <laughs> where, where are you selling this? Exactly. Who's buying this ridiculously expensive diamond? And was that on loan from, or was that just a diamond from Kandak, or was that on loan? Like, is that going to cost some blowback? (laughs) Right. It was stolen from the museum. Right. Speaking of the museum, you noticed an Easter egg there. Yeah, the the curator, I'm assuming he was, the guy that points out that Captain Cold has been through the tour twice, Mm -hmm. is... uh, Nobody does that. Yeah. (laughs) 
I lose. Is the he's the curator in the comics? He's the curator of the Flash Museum. Right. Because yeah. So in the in the comics, if you're not a comic reader, uh, the Flash, you know, when he's well established and everybody in Central City knows him, they've built the museum for him, and there's like statues of all the different flashes of generations you know jay garrick and wally west and barry allen and bart allen are all on display there as are all of their rogues uh and it's kind of a big centerpiece in this there's lots of celebrations there and they've done that in the comics several times and this is actually kind of the second nod to that that we've seen in the series you know Ooh, so maybe we'll see a museum in the series as well I mean, I doubt we'll see it in present day, but maybe if he, like, gets into time travel and goes to the future, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a big set to build, though. I think they'd have to use, like, the same museum set and just pull in new props for it. <laughs> Flash statue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not Which an entire museum. Fine. Maybe they'll just start out with just, like, a section of the museum dedicated to the Flash. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be some sort of inaugural party. and mm-hmm. That'd be cool. You know? Yep. Things that happen. I don't know. Season one, probably a little early for the whole town to be opening <laughs> up a museum for it. Yeah. Right. Well, well again, a section, you, you do it You do it in the future. In the future yeah. You do time travel, and then and then it works. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, any at any point in the show, if we, like, see this museum being built, mm-hmm. that would feel really strange to me. Yeah. But if he goes to the future and it's done. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Mostly, I just I feel like I'd have a question mark over my head if the city's like planning this museum and Barry just doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, go ahead, build a museum for me. <laughs> like, just look at it. No, <laughs> no, like comments at all. Like, this is really unnecessary. You don't need to do this. Just let him do it. Whatever. That's that's that. why I'd rather see it just be like time jump yeah go to the future it's done and then that's just not a huge question you can be cocky in the future sure why not it's too (laughs) too green right right anyhow so in the next episode of the flash we we, get to see plastique yeah we get a couple characters yeah Uh, well plastique right most important one obviously obviously (laughs) (laughs) plastique and uh, General Eiling, Eiling, excuse me, General Eiling, um, and they'll be coming to town. And the episode synopsis uh, said that Plastique is on the run, and she yeah. goes to Barry as like refuge, right? Yeah, the, well, she finds an ally and right in the Flash. Yeah, because right. they're the military is chasing her for her superpowers to be able to turn everything into mm-hmm. um, explosives and right. stuff. But Plastique's generally a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see what they're doing with that. There's I always potential. We'll... I mean, for... I'm sure she'll be right. a villain at some point. I mean, work Killer her. Frost is generally a villain yeah. as well, and she's part of the Star Labs crew right, right. now. So who knows? Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so right now she's going to be working alongside Barry or I'm ready going for a superhero to... team up. So yeah. I'm ready, only five episodes in and I'm ready for ready for a fight it. with someone instead yep. of just four people. Yep. yep. Well and uh, they cast the other half of Firestorm. I don't know if we mentioned that last week or not, but Victor Garber is gonna be playing uh, Professor Stein mm-hmm. uh, in episode eleven of the show. 
which I'm not sure if that's right before or right after the right winter the break. Cutoff. Right. It's either right before or right after. I think before. I think it's going to be in December. Uh, so that'll be fun. We should see Firestorm proper in that episode rather than just Ronnie Raymond or uh, Professor Stein. I expect we'll see Firestorm. Yeah, and uh, before that I think we get to see Girder as well. Right, we get to see Girder in a couple couple episodes here. Uh, but the Plastique episode is not next week. It's going to be the week after. Oh. Uh, we, so the show's taking one week off and I think we're going to take a week off with the podcast as well. Makes, makes sense. Right. Not much to talk about when there isn't an episode. Right. <laughs> so. Right. Um, makes sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jake, were you going to be, are you going to join us in the future if here? If you'll have me, I'll come whenever. All right. Absolutely. Cool. Well, we'll have you, we'll have you join us every now and then for yeah. sure. We're, we need somebody else in here with uh, approximate knowledge of many things when, when well, it comes to comic books. <laughs> so. It's flattering, but it's <laughs> accurate entirely. I mean, I feel like you I and I have enough. pretty much the same level of yeah. like comic book knowledge going into it. We're, we're pretty well matched there. So hopefully some things that I don't know, you can fill in blanks and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be all right. Anyhow, so we'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode of our podcast. Uh, and today is actually Halloween. So if you are listening to this today, I'm going to get it posted online later today. If you're listening today, uh, tweet us your Halloween photos. If you've got like superhero costumes in your family or superhero decorations, I saw... Uh, a jack-o'-lantern someone had carved that was a really impressive flash jack-o'-lantern so my dad carved a batman jack-o'-lantern for my nephew nice. it was awesome yeah it's yeah. pretty sweet yeah he like spray painted it black and everything before he carved it so it looks really you, dope you gotta do that with the batman one <laughs> yeah. right that's just a given yeah <laughs> but i'd like to see more pictures of all i mean some, yeah. of, some of the things that they're really like some of the carved pumpkins that i've seen online have been ridiculous they're nuts. So. yeah the details some people put into them is crazy absolutely you don't have to have a super detailed one to message it to us though yeah. send us your like rudimentary the worst one you have <laughs> yeah. yeah go for it absolutely. go for it we won't make fun of you either we'll yeah. enjoy it we'll appreciate it yeah. so Go ahead and send us those. Send us costume pictures, decoration pictures, and we'll share them with our followers as well. And then we'll uh, talk to you guys in a couple two, weeks. Two weeks. Peace out. Bye. Bye.